0: Hi, welcome back. This is episode 19 of the Blended Family Podcast. I am wondering how you all did last week with your timeouts. I was thinking about you last weekend when I was dying to take a time out of my own super stressful weekend with the kids last week. But all is well. This past weekend, I got to have my adult weekend, which is my me time. So how did you do? Let me know if you have any fun timeout stories to share with me. You can always record a message for me too. If you don't want to do the email thing, you can send me a voice message via speakpipe at speakpipe.com forward slash blended family podcast, or right on the Facebook page. There is also an option to send me a voicemail there. This can be for a question you have, or maybe you have a tip you want to share with the other listeners. I can play your message on the show unless you don't want me to, of course. I can certainly keep it private for you if you prefer. So this week's topic is all about education. And strangely enough, I had already had this topic planned for you for some time. But just this week, we had a bunch of situations come up in my house relating to the topic. So I thought that was kind of funny or ironic, I guess. Raising children is tough in today's world, and trying to make sure they have a great education is even tougher. Add to that a blended family, and it becomes a real struggle. Why? Well, the kids are often balancing their time, homework, extracurricular activities, and social life between two homes. That's already hard enough, but now add to that two parents, or... Two sets of parents with two separate value systems around education, this can get really hard. So let's start by looking at our world now compared to the world we had when we were of school age. It's completely different. Now, I will say I currently live in Florida, but I was raised in New York and I understand I have a pretty narrow vision of what education is like all over, not just in the U.S., but all over the world. For me, I see a huge difference in the school system from growing up in New York to the system here in Florida. But for me to discuss differences in school systems around the world is kind of hard since I really don't know. But what I do know is what I'm seeing every day on the news and in my town and from talking to other parents like you. I notice a trend of societal changes taking place with our youth. Again, I've never been out of my own country. So if you feel anything I say is wrong or you want to share your perspective, please do. I know a lot of my listeners are from Japan, Canada, Australia, and many other areas that I really am unsure of the educational system. Now, I'm sure there are a lot of people who have a lot to say about the educational system, whether good or bad. That's not what I want to focus on today. I'm more interested in talking about what we can do to help our children in their education in this day and age. Now, generally speaking, one of the largest cultural changes now, is that our youth is bombarded by social media, which is the ultimate distraction for them. On top of that, they are so desensitized to violence, drugs, and sex. Due to, again, the social media, as well as video games, TV shows, and let's not forget the music. The music some of them are listening to is horrifying I don't want to come across here like I'm an old fuddy-duddy because I am up on current music and trends, but my gosh, have you listened to some of this stuff? Sean and I always thought we were going to be the cool parents, and in many ways we are, but as our kids are getting older, I guess we're getting older too. I'm all for great music, and we talk openly in our house about anything, including sex. Lately, though, it's kind of appalling looking at what's going on in the Facebook and Instagram world and certainly the music world. Lyrics that I never would have imagined playing in front of my parents is just natural to them these days. Now, if you have little ones, you may not know what I mean just yet, but don't worry, you will. And the reason I bring this up is because our kids, all of our kids are getting pulled into this world And it becomes very hard for them to focus on their education when they're so busy with their phones and trying to build a social life at the same time. It can be very distracting for them. What else I notice is different is just that our lives are so much busier than when we were growing up. Back when we were of school age, life seemed a little more calm and innocent. Many households had one working parent. Not all. I had both of my parents working. There were more family dinners back then, more focus on family time. When we went out to play, we used our imagination and played outside with friends our parents knew, and they knew our friends' parents too. Sleepovers were innocent without the threat of sneaking out or sneaking into the alcohol. I'm not saying we're all innocent. I'm sure we had our share of trouble, but nowadays life looks different. Now, most households have to have two working parents, or many are even run by a single parent. There are also lots more blended family homes than there used to be. There is less time for family dinner as we're running around to work, errands, and extracurricular activities. It's not really safe any longer to allow the kids out to play all day because now we have to worry about something happening to them in this world of crime we're living in. We don't really know our kids' friends very well most of the time, and instead of the kids going out, they're spending more time indoors, on their phones, and playing video games. There aren't as many sleepovers, or peaceful ones at least, as kids are finding more ways to get into things. Worst of all, drugs are running rampant in the schools again, mostly middle and higher, though I have heard of some cases of it being present in the elementary schools, and sex, and sex. They seem to be doing it at younger and younger ages. Sorry if I'm scaring you. Unfortunately, this is our reality right now. It scares me too, a lot. So when you look at all this, don't you wonder how in the world can my children have a good education? What can we do as parents to help them succeed? Clearly, I don't have all the answers. I wish I did. I'm really struggling in this area right now. I think I'm having an especially hard time because I was a very studious kid, still still an avid reader, very goal-oriented. We've got all four of our kids right now completely uninterested in school. I have a hard time understanding their lack of enthusiasm because I'm comparing them to my younger self, which really isn't fair to them. But it's still hard as a parent when you do everything you can, but you're watching them struggle. Now, keep in mind, as you know, mine are of the preteen and teen age. Back in elementary school, our problems were less. The middle school age is what really changes things. I have seen some middle schoolers breeze right through without an issue, but most seem to struggle here. There's actually not much you can do to avoid it unless you homeschool. Now, that is something I wasn't very familiar with until I moved to Florida, as it seems to be very common down here in the South. There are pros and cons to doing it, and you have to see what's right for your family. We do have one child temporarily doing the virtual school, but it is hard, and certain kids will have a hard time staying on task. They need to be supervised with it. The big pro with homeschool is obviously to cut out on the social distractions in the public setting. Homeschool can be done on a temporary basis or something more permanent if you, ne- if you need to. If you are doing public school, which I think the majority of people do, your biggest concern is the peer group. No matter how much you think you can control this, you cannot. You can only control who they associate with outside of school. In school, they'll make their own choices and we can't be there to guide them. You have got to watch that phone if they have one. They make friends nowadays through Facebook and other chatting sites. If I can teach you anything that I learned the hard way, it is this. Do not trust them with their phones. I'm sorry. I know that some kids are truly not doing anything bad. But from experience, a lot of danger comes from having that phone. If they do have a smartphone, you should be monitoring what apps they have, who they're talking to, and you should have all of their passwords I know it seems like I'm going off on a tangent here. The topic today is education. So why am I talking about social media? Because it is such a huge part of our kids' world right now. I think in the future, maybe I'll dedicate a whole show to it. So let's move on. I just, I want you to get that it goes hand in hand in a lot of ways with their education. Okay, so now I've shown you how different our world is now as opposed to long ago. Those are just some of the reasons why our kids have a hard time focusing. What can you do at home? Well, one of the things that can help in our busy lives is to schedule in homework time right into the day. Whether you prefer them to do it right away after school or after dinner depends on your schedule and your preferences, but scheduling it in helps them to know what's expected. I understand many of you work. I work full-time as well. And oftentimes I was frustrated at coming home to my kids, laying on the couch, watching TV, homework undone. If you can't be there after school to supervise, maybe make their work time later when you can be there to watch over them. I saw something on Facebook a while ago that was just genius, and I wish I had done it. This woman, she, she had a list of chores posted. For instance, homework, dishes, and take out the garbage. She said all needed to be done to earn the day's Wi-Fi password. Of course, you'd have to change that password every day, but what better motivation for kids to get things done, right? I love that. Now, let's get to the big issue here. What makes things different for the blended family? That's why you're listening right now. And yes, there is a difference. The blended family has a harder time placing emphasis on education due to schedule changes that can occur on a weekly basis. Some families share 50-50 custody during the week and others do the weekend thing. Either way, the kids are shuffling around. They have to remember their school things moving from home to home. It's just an added thing for them. Also, if a non custodial parent gets the children, let's say one evening during the week and every other weekend, which is common, then during that time, the kids nor the parent want to focus on schoolwork during that minimal time together. They would prefer to be spending quality time. In turn, This can leave the custodial parent resentful that the bulk of the work falls on them. In general, us blended families often have schedules that are way more hectic and chaotic than bio families. Here's what you can do. Try to be on the same page as your ex. If you are working together, things will be much more pleasant. I'm going to tell you, I see both sides here. So I am fair. I'm a custodial parent. But Sean is a non-custodial parent. So I see both sides of pretty much every situation. We all have to be fair to one another. And daily homework just is. So it needs to be done every day, whether visiting with a parent or not. But when there's a project, it's not nice to dump it on the non-custodial parent when they only have one day to spend with a child. That being said, it's also not fair for the custodial parent to take on all the responsibility. Usually, projects are given with plenty of time to complete, so divvy up the project into parts so it doesn't fall solely on one parent. For instance, maybe one parent can help with research and the other can help assemble a poster board. Let's face it, most projects are more for us parents than the kids anyway. A lot of children need assistance, especially the younger ones. Now, be nice here. Either split evenly or... Give the non-custodial parent a little less as they really do have less time with the child and give the non-custodial parent plenty of notice. It's not fair to say this whole science project needs to be done this weekend's visit and it's due on Monday. That parent may have made plans for the weekend. I'm not picking on you, custodial parent, because I do know how frustrating it feels if you feel like you're doing it all. Don't forget to ask for help. Many of us get frustrated that we are doing everything, but have we really asked our ex for help? The non custodial parent isn't always going to know what you and your child need if you don't speak up. Now, that being said, what if you have asked for help and it's falling on deaf ears? What if your ex has no interest in helping your child succeed in school? Sometimes this is the case. My answer depends a little on the child's age here. Young children are much more dependent on you and need a lot more help. However, the workload is a lot less. Good news is, as your kids get older and the workload gets harder, they also become a lot more self-sufficient. So here is where you teach them the importance and value of their education and that they are responsible for their own success even if they're not being supported by a parent. Yes, it will frustrate you to no end if your ex has no care to help your child succeed. But remember, we can't change other people. As your child gets older, you need to place more responsibility on them. Educational needs on a whole should be the responsibility of all involved parents, which includes the step-parents as well. The more a child sees involvement of parents, the better their chances of success. Try not to shut out parents who really want to get involved because you're angry at them. It takes a village to raise a child, so let all help if they are willing. If there's a school function like a concert or award ceremony, let the other parent know. If they choose not to attend, then that's on them, but at least you are playing fair. You don't want your kids growing up thinking that you shut out their other parent. Both parents can and should be on a call or email list with the school, so both can be in the loop. There are many blended families these days, and schools and teachers are fully aware of all of this. If your child gets into trouble at school, it should be addressed by both parents if possible. And both parents should be notified. If the school only notifies one parent about a situation, then it's up to that parent to share the information with the other parent. No matter what differences you all share, the child you share together is the most important. Their education and chance for success depends on many factors, It's our job to help guide them and assist them in any way that we can. If they should fail at their education, we don't want it to be because of something we did or didn't do for them. It's a hard time to be raising children. I don't know, maybe our parents said the same thing about raising us, but I really do see the world different now. It's harder for our children to focus on their education in a time when education is more important than ever. And yes, our blended families pose a larger challenge. But look on the bright side. Whether you have an ex on board or not, you do have a new partner that is on board with you, and that is an extra bonus parent to help your child succeed. So let's consider ourselves lucky. So that's what I have for you on this week's episode. I hope that the information was useful to you. I want to know where your struggles lie around educating your children. If you have a question or comment, please write to me at Melissa at podcast, or send me that voicemail via SpeakPipe. Next week, I've got a great interview to share with someone who specializes in step families, so you definitely don't want to miss it. Thank you for listening, and I wish you a week filled with fun for you and your family.